Bing bong. I am back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast with none other than Maxwell Sforsky. So the Max is a builder. He's a serial meetup organizer and much, much more. He also does Eden 3D printing where he's helping you make a one-stop shop where you think of an idea and you can bring it to life. Unfortunately, we didn't get into too much of his printing, but we got into a ton about meetups. He's been in the game for quite some time, and he's a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, the overall human interaction level, I think, is just really understated in a lot of these podcasts or, you know, just other forums or other things like that. There's doing a lot of great things, a lot of building going on in the space. But pod uh meetups are also growing and kind of holding steady so i think that is one big giant positive going on in the bitcoin space right now and we get into that and much much more so be sure to tune in to an absolute banger of an episode and as always ladies and gentlemen this is not financial advice and should never 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 be taken as financial advice so please 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 do your own due diligence do your own research and understand that everything said in this podcast is strictly for entertainment purposes only, and it is our opinion. So, on that note, let's get into the episode. Whoosh. Bing bong. I am live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. And I'd like to thank every single person listening on podcasting 2.0 apps such as Fountain and sending me boosts. I got two very special boosts on the last uh, the last episode with TXMC that I'm very appreciative of. Um, I got Maroder, M-A-R-O-D-E-R, for 95 sats. He just said, good job. So I appreciate that. I, I read all these messages, and they, they mean a lot, no matter how, uh, how little you guys say. And then uh, at BTC69420, uh, said, great commentary on the having and miners not being main liquidity sources anymore. I've been trying to say this to people, and I get a lot of blank stares, so I'm glad you appreciate what TXMC brought. And yeah, let me know uh, what you guys like about each episode. Feel free to you know, give me critiques and everything like that, because you know this show is for you guys, so I do really appreciate the sats and everybody listening on those ads or on those uh, platforms. And then lastly, I do have a very special uh, promo code for you guys at coddle.co, that's C-O-D-L dot C-O. You can get your own punch plate to bring your Bitcoin off of exchanges. So if you've been following the news lately, you can't withdraw your Bitcoin off of any of these exchanges, it seems like, anymore, whether it's Celsius, uh, Voyager, uh, FTX, all these big ones are kind of falling apart. So if you still got Bitcoin on exchanges, get off as quickly as possible and put your seed phrase in a punch plate, such as one you can pick up from coddle.co. Use promo code GREENCANDLE, that's G-R-E-E-N-C-A-N-D-L-E, and you can get 10% off your entire order. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I know that was a mouthful, but I've got a very special guest. I've got Max Maxwell Sikorsky here with me, and it's been a long time coming. I mean, uh, we were just talking yeah. pre I reached out to you, I feel like, six months ago at this point now. So uh, I'm glad to finally get a hold of you and get you on, on the show. You've been down, putting your head down and building. So how are you doing today? And uh, welcome to the program. 
Yeah, thanks, man, for having me. This is, uh, like I was saying before, it's a very special moment. Uh, people have not seen my face for many months, uh, and uh, let alone heard from me. So um, just really, that's what you do in these bear markets. There's no excitement on Twitter. It's all the same stuff. Everybody's running to the hills to go and cry in a corner somewhere because their bags are down 80%. You just got to build. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming, but it's great to be here, man. It's been, been a long time coming. Yeah, exactly. So let's start there, man. It's the bear market. It's it's for building. It's kind of for building, getting people together. So tell us a little bit about what you do in, you know, all, all your different things. I know you got, you know, Eden 3D printing, you know, the, the meetups, all that kind of stuff. Why don't you get into your spiel about, uh, about what you do in this space and uh, how you've been building with your head down during this bear market? Yeah, I've, I'm mainly focused in two areas, spread the Bitcoin message and turn thoughts into things. I do that through the Garden of Eden. Um, but first for Bitcoin, um, you really, you really got to get the boots on the ground. Um, so my main goal that I've done for basically the past two years at this point um, is even, even more so into 2020, but um, a lot of boots on the ground, in-person meetups. Everybody's coming out of the Zoom, you know, meetings and, you know, meeting virtually. We want more Bitcoiners in, you know, in, in the flesh. Uh, so it was a lot of continuously traveling. I haven't done much the past couple months, but um, a lot of continuous traveling in the Midwest. Uh, we've got roughly 17 meetups. I, I, I'm sure there's even more, um, but we have like 17 meetups in the uh, quad five state area, if you will. Um, so, and, and these people are still coming, right? There's 80% down, everything's boring, you know, crypto's collapsing and all these places like that. Um, but you, you still get new people to show up and ask, Hey, how do I set up a blue wallet? Um, so, so that was, that, that's really the, um, one of the main kind of hobbies, if you will, is to spread the Bitcoin message, visiting city to city, getting as much, uh, <laughs> as much as you can for, uh, people to meet in one area to learn about Bitcoin. This, the other thing, what pays the bills is um, the Garden of Eden. So I've, I always had the idea, how do I turn thoughts into things and how do I uh, uh, invest in people, right? You know, green candle investments. How do you actually invest directly into Brandon, into uh, uh, a creator, a content creator? Um, and it, I just stumbled upon free printing. And really the... The differentiating factor that I found with printing is you're blending the hardware and software together, but no system, even today, I, I know I'm about the closest one there is, and I, I have a lot more to put out on the site, um, uh, get our user uh, program out of beta, uh, but nobody's really building something, a system to go from a thought into a thing. So that's what we do at the Garden of Eden. It is taking a sketch that you have, or, you know, you, you say what you want, it turns it into a, a CAD file, and then you can just send it over to a printer and start printing. You don't need the skills of a CAD um, uh, programmer or developer. Uh, you don't need, uh, you know, highly proficient um, maintenance, if you will. There is still maintenance for 3D printing. But the, the main point for what I've envisioned for my own Garden of Eden is how do I turn my thought into thing in a seamless workflow? And that's really what I've been working on uh, the past couple of years. And then really dug your head down deep 
it was kind of it was kind of sad last year for certain things. Um, but that's that's all just personal stuff. Um, everybody else experiences those things. But um, man, what a what a great time to build. Nobody's bothering you. Uh, you know, nobody cares, but nobody's asking you, Hey man, you know, what's the Bitcoin price? Hey, what's doing this? So it's, it's just been very nice to um, get a lot accomplished and uh, built in the last six to eight months. So that, so that's my main two uh, areas. There's other side projects and things going on outside of that, but spread the Bitcoin message by physical Bitcoin meetups and, you know, get people to turn their thoughts into things. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's great stuff. And I mean, it seems like you're doing an outstanding job building, you know, obviously, you're not the main person running all these meetups, but you're helping encouraging people getting started in them and getting them running, you know, pretty frequently, uh, you know, whether it's monthly or, or what have you. So, uh, but let's take it back a little bit. Let's talk about the orange pill story. So how did you find Bitcoin? You know, how have things kind of changed since then? And uh, yeah, I guess what kind of drove you to, um, you know, start all these meetups and kind of encourage, you know, people to to keep them going and all that. Yeah, I, we can do a deep dive on that rabbit hole story at a different episode. You can go and tune into a couple other, um, you know, shows I've done. I don't want to bore you out with too many details, but long story short, I was on Silk Road in the beginning of 2012 and uh, found how are people transacting with this thing called Bitcoin? Um, much prior to that, I've always been very fascinated and curious how the um, how the actual financial infrastructure operates. What is our paper money and why is this piece of paper valued when I can put it on a copy machine and just crank out $100 bills all day long? Like, what's the difference here? Okay. Um, so I got a whole deep rabbit hole story on, on that stuff. But, but to, to, just to say for, for the context, uh, I have a very unique, everybody's unique in their own way, obviously. Uh, but I, I know I have a very uh, unique approach uh, when looking at Bitcoin. When I first saw that in 2012, I understand the difference as a very um, young child. My parents both own businesses. So every night at dinner, we sit down at the table, we talk taxes, we talk profit loss, you talk, you know, bringing in, um, you, you know, you know, uh, new employees or, or we got to do a different deal here. That was always the constant conversation flowing at all times. So uh, I, I have been very in tune with the difference between um, money and currency. Um, I, I think if people can identify the difference between those, you, your orders of magnitude beyond what anybody else just layman, the layman just walks into Bitcoin. Uh, but I should have bought way more than what I did uh, in 20, um, 2012. I, I, now I think about it, I don't think I ever had the courage to go down to Rite Aid to the red phone and call over to the uh, call over to Mount Gox um, and pay. I remember looking at it, it was like five dollars. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have to pay $22 a coin or something like that by the time you pay for your, your fees and uh, the uh, uh, transactions to get it over and stuff like that, was the money orders and all that stuff. Um, and then I had a whole, then I had a whole situation um, with the, with, um, with the feds, which that's a, that's a more deep dive story there at a different time. But um, I just sat back and watched the cycle. I, I, you know, not many people can say they've seen 
every Bitcoin having. Um, so we could, you could tell what it was going to do, but I had to see it for myself. Uh, me, meaning, you know, you, you got your keys, you actually hold and, and you, you, you feel that. So when it goes from $5 to a thousand and back down to 150, um, something's there, you're still up from 150 from $5. So what is it? Um, probably about 2015, I was looking around again and I go, okay, the having is coming. You got, we got to do a real hard, deep dive. Um, and I just been, you know, down the rabbit hole uh, ever since. And of course, that's now spurred into, um, you know, freedom, self-sovereignty and, and spreading that message around. But that's, yeah, I'm a, I, I consider myself a, a hardened January 2012. Yeah, what is it? 11 years now? Yeah. So, yeah, quite, a, quite crazy to, to look at that perspective. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's that's incredible because, you know, if you if you sit back and you look at Bitcoin today, right? I mean, I think the, the full craze is, you know, uh, figuring out ways to use excess energy for mining. And then there's the Lightning Network. There's so many different intricacies. And, you know, you got people on Fox News, MSNBC, CNBC, all these like news outlets talking about Bitcoin. Nobody was really talking about it then unless it was just like Bitcoin's dead and then you probably wouldn't really hear about it, you know. So right now, the publicity and everything like that is huge. Um, but, you know, you're talking about meetups in, in, in general, you know, when you kind of went through your beginning spiel and how you're still having 80 percent of the, the maximum amount of people show up and everything like that. So as somebody who's been through a lot of these ups and downs in the cycles, um, you know, did you do any meetups during any of these previous cycles? And if so, like how has kind of, I guess, the vibe changed around it since then? Unfortunately, I didn't do any meetups prior to uh, 2019. Okay. Um, and, and really that was, honestly, there was nothing around. And there was even nobody remotely um, available to, to have those open discussions. Like, you know, you got New York Bit Devs was, you know, the biggest Chicago Bit Devs and stuff like that. But even these guys, you know, San Francisco, these guys were doing this stuff in, I think, what was the first Bitcoin meetup, technically, like what they classified it as. Um, I think it was in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. But it probably, I'm assuming it's a lot earlier. But a lot of these actual, like, in-person, like, pleb level, you know, or organized groups didn't really form until, I would argue, the the end of the last cycle so 2017 2018 that's when you got around a lot of people said hey we hit 20 i i hate talking about the price but it, it is um it is a very dense number there's a lot of information packed into you know whatever your price picker is so um and like you said people at foxy and then whoever else that's what they're looking at they don't care about Nobody cares about how many Bitcoin lightning nodes there are, you know, except for us. Right. Um, you know, they, they don't see that as a as a growing metric, per se. But I, I would argue that you didn't have. The mass explosion of meetups until about 2018, and I didn't do our first one. I definitely tried. Don't, don't get me wrong. I definitely actually I take that back. We did do meetups in 2016 and 2017, but they were kind of in tune with a. Like a, just a technology monthly meetup. Okay. I was the Bitcoin guy and I, I would shit out all these, uh, you know, crypto people that would come in. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I, that, 
little side note there as well. I'm not saying that I was never a shit coiner, right? You know, we all held a, you know, a, you know, our, our meth or our whatever else like that. Um, uh, but I never really got into any altcoins or tokens, which is really surprising as I look back on it. I was involved with like, meaning I just bought some. Um, there were some projects that were interesting of what they were doing, but it was always as a technology. It wasn't as like, oh, this is going to be Bitcoin. I always intuitively knew that, okay, Bitcoin is king. You can't shut this thing off. Um, but getting to that, uh, it couldn't really last outside of 2017. So I think we only did maybe five, six meetups that year, once a month. Um, and the second, I think it's, uh, I ended it in February, 2018 or so, just because, you know, everybody's one and wondering why it was, falling by 50% and they didn't like the answers that I was giving. So, um, but we really jumped off uh, uh, and ran for the, ran for the hills for sure. Roughly, you know, summer of 2019, again, trying to get people understanding, you know, Hey, you're going to get a big massive spike here in Bitcoin. You better get on board. Uh, you know, so you're not late to the party in this particular cycle, but it was, yeah. Sorry for the long side note. Uh, there, but it was definitely about 2019 for consistent, regular meetups, and then of course from there, um, you know, you just you just drive around and try to get people to show up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I get that 100. percent But you know, you, you said you said you're helping out a bunch of these different meetups without you know within the the Midwest area. You know, I'm I'm a Chicago guy through and through. So I was I was born there. I got I actually got I think I got a Cubs shirt. Yeah, I got a Cubs shirt go. on right there now. Go. I got the uh, 2016 World Series Cubs thing up here in the background. Oh, yeah. So you know, the Midwest is near and dear to my heart. And obviously, you know, we got a we got a little rough winter. You know, maybe it's a little warmer now, but uh, and I'm in Florida, so I'm saying all this while it's like you know 80 degrees down here. But uh, you know. Uh, up there, it, it seems like, you know, there there is like a lot of a big movements kind of going on. But, you know, the, the popular, I guess, uh, conferences and other things are in areas like, you know, Miami, Nashville, Austin. And then they just have that kind of Pacific Bitcoin conference. And it seems like the Midwest has kind of been neglected. But it sounds like there's a lot of weekly or monthly meetups kind of going on. So why don't you dive into that that kind of scene and uh, you know what's up going on in there? Because I think I believe like Strike is headquartered in Chicago, if I want to say that. And yep. so there is some you know big you know population and sizes of, of Bitcoiners up there, but it just doesn't seem that they get as much love as you know some of these other places, unfortunately. And it really just goes to what you said. It's the coastal cities. It's the major hubs that are going to blow up first. It, you need to be in Austin, Texas, if you want to be around the best of the best Bitcoin developers in the world, period, bar none. Super Testnet, shout out, love love that man to death. Uh, again, I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, put this stuff in. Uh, no, I'm not trying to prop myself up in this way, but um, he, he's from the Midwest. I brought him down to the very his first uh, BitBlock boom. I introduced him to a lot of these people. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that that's anything to be be proud of, but there's a lot of value trapped here in the mid Midwest. I'm in Ohio. I'm in Northwest Ohio, so I'm right at that kind of tri-state corner area. Um, the Toledo's the black sheep of of Ohio, so we we all know that it's Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, um, and and those meetups are rocking. Cleveland, Cleveland, we got some work to do, but um, 
really the the setup is exactly what you say. You go to the coastal cities first, but uh, we I know we have a couple of major events planned for this year for the Midwest to get get on that board, but um, we don't have again the major companies in these areas that we do. But if you you know kind of look under the rug a little bit deeper, there's a lot of there's a lot of mining. There's a lot of oil and natural gas in Ohio. There's a lot of stuff going on in Michigan, you know, Pennsylvania, okay, Pittsburgh and all that. Um, just in Ohio, for the ones that I've personally bootstrapped, if you will, there's, uh, I'm not going to list them all, but um, I think there's seven of them. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five, five in Ohio that, that we've bootstrapped in all these major hubs and cities. We now have seven or eight in Michigan. There's two or three in Indiana. Um, and there's three or four of them in Pennsylvania, uh, three, I believe, in Kentucky. Um, you know, so, so you add all these up and, and it, it really becomes quite quite a lot within your network. I was just talking to Captain Youth um, yesterday about this. He's um, he's one of the uh, members in the Michigan meetup. And the structure goes like this. OK, if, just take notes if you want to start your own uh, meetup. I have a guide on. I think it's on Toledo Bitcoin. I, I'm not sure where it's at. I got to repost it. The, the structure is this. First and foremost, well, well, before I even get into that, just very simple. You got like three levels. Have a Bitcoin social, you know, then you outgrow that. You reach a, you know, kind of like an office space or something where you can, you know, talk to everybody, the 20 plus people. And then once you kind of outgrow that, now you need a formal bit dev structure. Okay. And you can do that however you want. But really the highlights, I would say, if you're going to start a meetup is just send out a message on Twitter. That's where all the Bitcoiners are at, basically. No, no stir and all that stuff like that. Like, I love it to death, but we got a lot of scaling to do and stuff like that. You got to go to the to the uh, high level surface you know, plebs. Okay? But once you get that, go out a month in advance and say, hey, let's all meet at this bar and talk Bitcoin. You do that until... You know, once a week, once a month, whatever. You do that until, again, you get 20 plus people and you can't talk to everybody. Now, talk to your people. You know, you're only seven people away from knowing everybody in the world. Ask somebody there. They know somebody that has an office space or a back room at a restaurant that they can use. Sometimes you got to pay. Sometimes you don't. But it's not that difficult to get, you know, a bit refill or fold or the Bitcoin company to sponsor you or something, or, or, or even I at Eden will sponsor and stuff like that. We'll buy barbecue, but get to that level, get your social going at the bar and then get to that next level where you're actually doing like a presentation or something like that. And then once you reach that 35, 45 consistent level, now you actually need, you know, to herd the cattle and to say, okay, you know, now we're following the playbook of, uh, you know, Austin and, you know, Nashville or Rod and Matter Gilling and, you know, bit, um, uh, 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 LA bit devs and stuff like that. Now you have a formal organized structure. You fly in the speaker, you do your talks, you're sponsored, you do your workshop, whatever else it is. Now you grow from there, but it's really simple to do that. And that's, that's really what I did in 20, 2020, 2021. Bitblock boom was fantastic in 2020 because Everybody was terrified of, you know, wearing masks and all this stuff. And we didn't, we didn't care. We were just out having a good time. Um, so it was a good time to say, hey, I'm at a bar. Come and talk Bitcoin. I'll drive to Cleveland. I'll drive to, you know, Cincinnati. I'll drive to uh, Grand Rapids or Detroit or something like that. Um, and 
it slowly grows. Once a week is ideal, but again, that's a lot to, a lot to ask for. But it's very difficult to do what I did uh, to bootstrap like seven, eight, nine meetups, and then those spin off into three or four meetups each. Um, you, again, you're driving three hours, you know, four hours, you know, paying for drinks or food or whatever you're doing, and then going back. So it's a lot. And thank God for printing because you can let that stuff roll all night long. So, you know, so that was that was always good. But really, I would say that is the playbook. If you want to start a meetup, just send a message out on Twitter, go and meet up at a bar, a restaurant, whatever. Once you get to that size, find a more um, suitable location so you can talk to everybody. And then once you outgrow that, now you actually need a set, set schedule and structure to actually bring in, you know, nobody's, you know, nobody's on a pedestal, as you know, in Bitcoin, but bring in the more high profile people um, in our space that are busy in other areas. So um, that, that's really the, and of course, you know, the last part is our major hubs are Detroit. The Detroit Bitcoin meetup meets once a month. We're meeting tonight. Um, but again, it's a bear market. We got like 30 people showing up to the restaurant tonight. Like we now need to, you know, have a nice set structure and go to a more formal place. Same thing for Columbus. We got River uh, Financial. Their office is now in Columbus. Um, the founders are actually went to Ohio State. So, um, yeah, uh, we got Sonoda um, for an office down there. Obviously, Grid in Cincinnati, they're doing their stuff. Uh, we know Intel's building their, their chip factories in the Midwest like that. But th really, that's kind of the playbook. Those major hubs, you know, are going to be, you know, the winners. But even even a pleb in Dayton or, um, you know, somebody, you know, on the outskirts of Chicago or something like that, you don't have to drive downtown to bid devs. Um, you know, there's plenty of meetups that are at the club level meeting at, meeting at the bar. But really, that's the structure. Meet at the bar and then just scale accordingly um, as you grow. Because you will grow. Um, you know, we, I know we both know Justin Ragland at uh, Huntsville at Rocket City Bitcoin Meetup. And he's the perfect example of this. Not to, you know, put words in his mouth or to talk down his situation. But there's another Bitcoin Meetup in Huntsville, but they talk Bitcoin and crypto and they're not getting the amount of people that Justin is getting. So what does that tell you? It tells you that people are valuing Bitcoin only content. And even on a higher level, we can get into this if you want, but um, just even on a higher level to that, as I look around, I've done talks at New York life. I've done, you know, all these, you know, various things, I, just again, talking Bitcoin stuff. And you do also, get these people involved in the meetups, right? There's a lot of boots on the ground. Everybody from every you know, walk of life is coming in there, depending on your background and stuff, which is really nice. But what I've noticed, especially in this particular bear market in this cycle, is people have now, meaning the layman on CNBC or you know, the, whatever, um, whatever money talk, talking head, um, has now officially distinguished between Bitcoin and crypto, which is really nice. It, people still can, you know, try to blend the two together when they talk DeFi and all that nonsense. But it's nice to now see that there is at least an understanding where, okay, Bitcoin is in its own category, so long as you hold your own keys. And then we can talk about, you know, your own crypto related nonsense, if you will. 
but um, that's really the that's really the more detailed version of um, how to run a meetup and what value I've gotten out of that um, as well meeting all these people um, and growing the network. I just said it uh, last night to um, Kevin Youth. I think we got. I think I looked on the meetup. I need to. We're, we're doing a lot of documenting on this stuff to blow it up at the next um, next two years here. But I think we got like five or seven thousand total people wow. in in these Bitcoin. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. You look around, and you're like, holy crap! Like that's that's a lot of Bitcoin only people. Yeah, that are that are involved. You know. Yeah. No. So uh, you you brought up an interesting point about uh, Bitcoin only content. And, you know, I, I think it, it might be tough for the average, I guess, pleb out there to try to get started with a meetup because, you know, when you go to these first couple ones, maybe you have two, three people and some of them are your friends that are showing up, especially maybe in these these smaller cities. You're not having, you know, the 20, 30 people show up initially and you're trying to include everybody. You're not trying to sway anybody. So. Why don't you talk about, I guess, what you've noticed as to keeping it only or Bitcoin only and I guess the true benefits of really doing that instead of trying to, I guess, include everybody and include all the crypto nonsense. Well, the line that I love to say, it's a joke, but there's, you know, a serious undertone to it. I don't show up to a plane, you know, meeting talking about, you know, locomotive, right? Uh, you know, so I we can discuss said token or said DeFi or whatever nft whatever you want to talk about we can talk about that in context of bitcoin or uh you know bitcoin related content but it's kind of like a three strikes you're out um approach some people are much more hardened to that but i try to understand that the welcome mat is forever expanding as we get more people coming into bitcoin okay uh, so, so you you can't be too. We, we all love our toxic plebs, right? We, we can be toxic with the best of them, but there is that balance that you have to um, dance with when you first initially meet somebody. And you know, if it's a guy middle aged with his family and you know all that stuff, um, and he's coming, yeah, I own this thing and I got Bitcoin here and I bought Grayscale, I did all this stuff. I'm not going to call him a shit coiner and say, you know, you know. Uh, GFY and, you know, whatever else like that. You, you got to listen, you know, from where they're coming from. After, you know, maybe, you know, a couple minutes talking, you can get a good gauge on, okay, this person is like holding the bags and he really believes in, I, I'm not even going to name coins and stuff like that because it's not worth my breath, but, you know, it's like, okay, he's only holding Bitcoin because it's in the crypto basket. And he knows it's going to pump. So it's like, okay, I don't want to be that person. But now we, you know, divert away from him or her or that group and go and promote, you know, Bitcoin only stuff. We do say it at the, you know, beginning of most meetups. And again, like you said, you already know everybody that's there. So when you get the new person, everybody knows who the new person is and you introduce yourself and um, all that good stuff. So so it's, it's very... Um, friendly and you know there's a lot of camaraderie uh that that is there but you can tell right away when somebody is lacking the understanding of the difference between crypto and bitcoin which going back to my you know beginning statement they really don't understand the difference between 
you know, an asset versus debt, you know, money versus paper currency. Um, and I think the value that I've gotten out of having these Bitcoin only events, they allow you to go so deep into things. Like once we're, as you know, what I already know you're Bitcoin, we can talk all of those small talk barriers immediately drop, right? I already know a good idea on your political stance, on you know your your humanity stance, moral stance, all that kind of stuff. Like not perfectly, but you got a good idea. If you're a Bitcoiner and you and, and you're a rock solid Bitcoiner, you're fighting the freedom battle with all of us here. Um, so what I found so valuable as you again, you know, tamper the fire and say, okay, we're Bitcoin only. Uh, we had a couple of people at some meetups that were just pushing coins and tokens. And we're like, look, man, this is a Bitcoin meetup. If you want to talk about that stuff, I got this crypto meetup down the street that you can go and, you know, you know, talk with them. And they leave. That's totally fine. It's probably a bad blemish on us, but it keeps our core. I don't want to call it as pure as we can, but it keeps us on track as best as we can. But getting to that point, the beauty of obviously harnessing everybody into that same mindset, it allows you and you'll weed out the, 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 the stragglers that are, you know, kind of still dancing. Um, it allows you to go so tremendously deep into Bitcoin only related topics. I have no problem talking about stable coins. I love stable coins if they are on the Lightning Network or if they're somehow directly utilizing Bitcoin-only infrastructure. And I'm not saying, you know, like it's like an on-chain transaction, whatever else. But if you're using, like, I don't care if you're doing NFTs or rare pepes and stuff, knock yourself out. People don't like that, but you still pay the miners for that op return. What's the problem? It's pay to play. So go and do whatever you want on there. As you scale, now we can, you know, that's what counterparty, um, you know, uh, diverged into its adoption and stuff like that, but which is totally fine. But that's where it becomes very exciting. Now we can actually get down into the nitty gritty details on what we need to do to optimize the Lightning Network. Or, hey, man, I'm having a really tough time figuring out this multi-sig uh, setup between this hardware wallet, my seed signer, and this thing. Can you help me with this stuff? Now you can get into the details and that's where it's really, really powerful. But you got to first, you got to weed out the people that are still kind of on the fence or they're, you know, they're just trying to get a, a pump, um, get a little more organized and then you can go deep. But I think that's, that's probably one of the best uh, parts about being Bitcoin only. How, how incredibly detailed you can get into, um, you know, these topics. And of course, we have companies that have formed out of the Columbus Bitcoin meetup. Uh, we got projects that have formed out of uh, the Grand Rapids meetup and stuff like that. So um, there's there, there's a lot of value even on the other side uh, to do that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like you said, there's been companies that have formed out of these things. There's obviously people going through the education and kind of learning. But what is like, I guess, the coolest story that you've got out of one of these meetups, whether it's through networking or just seeing kind of somebody that you didn't really expect to hit a breakthrough, you know, maybe that you don't need to dox anybody or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. just like the power of the those in-person meetings, I think is really just not really hit as home as hard as as people you know 
I mean, you know, we all had the COVID experience, right? Where people were locked into homes. And I think there was the initial boom of meetups. Like once like a little city kind of got open and some place would let it do it, whether it was at somebody's house or what have you. But, you know, what uh, that I I don't want to stress it enough to the listeners out there is like that, that power of that in-person meeting, you never know who you're going to meet and things like that. So if you've got a cool story or some anecdote or something like that of, you know, what has happened at a meetup or how it's affected you, please feel free to share. I got, I got two stories, one positive, one negative, both very impactful. Um, we'll, we'll do the, we'll do the positive one first because the negative one is kind of crazy, but, uh, Again, long story short, uh, somebody sent a Bitcoin transaction from their Sparrow wallet. Okay. And again, we were talking about Sparrow wallet at one of these meetups. Um, got some details. He went home. Uh, he, and he's pretty proficient. He's, he's not stupid or anything. He's a software dev. Um, uh, I can't remember why he got into this situation. But he sent, he sent his Bitcoin to the wrong address. The checksum still worked, apparently, but it was to a different address. He doesn't know how he did that. So he was scrambling, just absolutely scrambling and asking all of us. He's like, guys, I am freaking out. I just sent like a life savings worth amount of Bitcoin, but it's to the wrong address. And the checksum didn't work. I did it through Sparrow Wallet. So he's scrambling. Fortunately, because we talked about Sparrow Wallet, he played around with it before. A few of us did as well. He, he found the, you know, replaced by feed, um, you know, button in the GUI. And, and I think it, I think Craig didn't have the um, uh, uh, GUI set up yet. I haven't looked at it as of late. He might, might still not have it. But he basically saved his ass by canceling the transaction and sending it immediately before the block confirmed. So, so, so right there, there's two very powerful things that, that, that I just said there. One, he learned, well, actually three. One, he learned a new software. Two, he implemented that new software. But because we discussed that, he knew not only where, but the third part to who I can talk to to say, hey, man, hurry, hurry up and help me in the next, you know, less than 10 minutes because I got to save, I got to save my life savings here. So that brings me to that third point. You have that network on Telegram or on Discord or on whatever you're doing that at all these meetups, again, have all these, you know, telegrams and we all can't keep up with all that stuff. But you know, you see, you see a friend panicking in there. You're like, oh, shit, you know, hey, man, let's, you know, so you open up Sparrow, you go through, you're like, all right, cool. Where's that at? But that, I think that was one of the most positive, crazy stories to hear because they learned a new software, they used it, something catastrophically happened, user error. But the network itself, you know, the people that are actually on boots on the ground that you've met face to face and you sh- shook their hand and had drinks with them and stuff. They helped you immediately. And he saved, he rerouted the transaction and it went into the wallet that he desired. So to me, that's, that's very, very powerful. Um, the, uh, well, just before I even say the, the negative one, what's the, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's huge, man. I mean, just like you said, it's oh, yeah. something that, you know, if he was maybe by himself, immediately he turned to Google. Maybe there's not an answer readily available on Google or he, you know, doesn't move the transaction in time and he loses that life savings. And then, you know, boom, you're screwed. And, all right, you know, and of course there's these other avenues you could reach out to people, telegram, phone call, whatever, but there's the difference of just being, you know, in person and able to do that. 
you know, it, it makes you feel a little bit more secure about it too. You know, you have that person, that personal relationship, you trust that person, you've had beers with them, you've sat and talked shop with them, you've, you know, gone through the whole details with these people for, you know, months out of, or, you know, months out of the year, days out of the year, or whatever. And then, you know, you're able to, I guess, feel more comfortable that like, hey, you know, he probably was freaking out or she or whoever it was was freaking out at that time. They're like, oh, yeah. shit, I fucked up, right? But you have this network of people that yeah, you know, just all there to kind of help your help you out. And you know that this person that, you know, is not, not trying to screw you over. They're trying to do everything they can to help you get your funds. And so I think, you know, that's just you know, one of the many stories that I've heard. And that one's like incredible, too, because I, I haven't really heard of anybody helping, you know, reroute payments or anything like that um on potentially lost funds because you know that's something that uh, you know uh, you don't really hear about too often it's people you know putting in the wrong, wrong address or something like that so i mean awesome story straight up just from just from right there so i mean you, you went through the three steps yourself too and and i think that you know that just is just a small microcosm i mean that's like one person but imagine you know you're like you said you're trying to pull it off of cold store or you're pulling trying to pull it off of an exchange for a first time Right. You have somebody in your network that's doing something similar that's trying to help with like multi-sig or, you know, cold storage or, or what have you. And they did it, you know, a couple of weeks before their funds got locked in, you know, one of these exchanges that got shut down. And so, you know, it, there's so many instances I hear of something like that where people are just able to save their funds and, you know, kind of take control of it for themselves um, and you know, a lot of times it's, it's through help of people that they met through these meetups. And I just think that that's, you know, that, that point is just not hit, hit home enough to be honest. And, and you said it, you said it in the beginning there, we all say, don't trust verify. Right. But there everywhere in life, you have to relieve a little bit of yourself for receiving just X amount of trust that you need, right? And the best way to do that is, hey, let me meet you in person and sit down and chat with you, right? You can you can hear the tone of their intentions, okay, without even saying any words. So that's, and, and honestly, that brings me to my second one. And this is why I wanted to say two, because I find this very important. At the core, they're both, they're both collapsed into, hey, this is what the group of in-person people have, have made, um, you know, that, that lasting impact. Um, but it's that layer of trust and you could tell the people's intentions. So this second particular situation, again, I don't want to draw it out. Again, it's a more negative situation, but you got a new person that shows up to a meetup. He's like, Hey, um, you know, I'm just looking to buy Bitcoin. I'm looking to have, you know, some non KYC Bitcoin, but I want to, uh, go and invest it and leverage it over here so I can buy this stuff. And it's like, okay, well, why do you need, Again, we're just talking here. We're not assuming anything. Why do you need non-KYC Bitcoin then? If you're going to go and give it to BlockFi, right? you can already tell where the conversation is going there. He wants a, a large sum of Bitcoin to send over to BlockFi to start earning interest. It's like you don't need non-KYC Bitcoin for that. Just go and buy it off of an exchange. Like You're, you're going to dox it. In the, you're going to dox it anyway. It doesn't matter. It, it matters at the end, uh, end destination. It doesn't matter where you source it from. So after conversations, he, he's he's clearly a larger um, player, if you if you will. But he just he he knows I'm the host. I'm organizing this stuff. Again, I'm an Azteco vendor, so I'll you know I'll sell you vouchers and all that stuff. Um, 
uh, and he basically proceeds to ask after a little more detail. He's like, well, how would you custody, you know, like, you know, half a million dollars in Bitcoin? I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'm like, that's, you know, we're all just kind of looking at the meetup going, all right, this is getting a little different, right? Again, first time, first time meetup. Again, you pick up on the body language. I'm not saying that you can smell a person like that, but again, it's the whole environment stuff, right? You know, I shook your hand, you know, I, you know, all that kind of stuff. Here you tell them, you can kind of tell we're off to a little sketchy start here. And by the way, this guy never showed back up to any of the meetings. But again, going through your network uh, part, we're all kind of looking at it a little, a little sketchy. And he just continues to proceed to ask me, well, how would you, you know, okay, I, okay, I want to get a half a million dollars of Bitcoin. You know, is there a way I can get it by Friday? You know, and, and uh, um, you know, can you, can, you know, if I give you uh, $400,000 in cash tomorrow, can you go and get me the Bitcoin by Friday? And I'm thinking like, okay, whoa, 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 okay. And again, this is the, this is the double-edged sword of being in person. But with the added benefit, I can try to pick up on your intentions and your 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 your, your vibes and and your tone, right? So I immediately just shut that down and said, "Look, if you're asking me to first and foremost, so, so now so now you become the parent, you know, if you will, and you're like, all right, look, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, and this is why. Look, if you're going to send over to BlockFi, first and foremost, you're an idiot. But second, it's already going to be docs anyway." So I'm not taking cash from you to do that. Second, if there is no way you can hide over $10,000 in cash moving through the banking system. You can't do it. We, kind of side footnote, we do a lot of events. Again, parents are entrepreneurs. We do a lot of events in town and stuff like that. We do an Easter egg hunt and we do you know various things for kids, all that stuff. So when we go and you know give like brand new dollar bills, we had to file a paper. Uh, we had to file a report with the bank just to get a thousand dollars in that brick of brand new, fresh one dollar bills. So you can't just I can't walk into a bank, idiot, and just drop off a half a million dollars. I'm not going to give you my Bitcoin and try to funnel this money in here. This already seems very sketchy. Um, you know, you know, we want you to go to the house. We want you to meet with this person. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not holding anybody's money and stuff. So the guy never showed back up. I never did any deals. I mean, yeah, I would have made a, you know, a, what is it, 2% on an Azteco uh, voucher or something like that. But I mean, I'm not going to sit there and print 500 vouchers. No, it's just, just asinine. But that goes to the point. The benefit of having that in-person meetup allows these people to come to the door. But you do need to kind of have your head on a swivel a little bit to where, all right, is this person trying to either scam me, scam somebody else, do something illegal? Am I going to be aiding and abetting in this? I, I want nothing I want nothing to do. Look, man, we're just Bitcoiners trying to have a, have a chat about Bitcoin over a beer, right? Real simple. If you want to get into higher stuff, go over the river. They will hold hand. They will hold your hand all the way through the. Well, I don't want to do that. Like, well, then I can't help you. So that was a uh, a more sketchy situation, if you will, on uh, bringing people in. Um, you know, when they ask you, "Hey, man, you know, if I give you half a million in a brown paper bag, can you get me the Bitcoin by Friday?" It's like I can't believe I just heard that, but 
uh, no, no, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, that, that story's not going to help the whole narrative of bitcoins for criminals, right? Because I mean, that that no. is uh, is sketchy in itself. But you know, like you said, even with that in person, you know, me, you, you yourself can be the judge of that person's character and judge of you know what is his intentions, like what is kind of going on here, and like just kind of you know just use common sense to a point, and be like, all right, like this doesn't seem to make any sense at all. So I don't know. I mean, if it, 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 there is obviously positives and negatives of, of the, uh, yeah, interaction, but there's, I mean, there's going to be a few bad apples that, that show up just case and simple. People are trying to, you know, it's a microcosm of the greater ecosystem. I think, you know, like, exactly. you know, there's going to be great Bitcoiners out there that are going to be trying to help you. And then there's going to be the Sam Bankman freeds of the world, you know, which are like scamming people left and right. So, um, but you know, obviously at the end of the day though, the, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives, right? So you've had all these different interactions. You've helped so many different ones start up and you've had obviously that, that one positive story that you brought up and I'm sure there's plenty more, but Sounds like, you know, that that was one of the few negative situations that stood out. Is that kind of, you know, I guess the, the vibe that you've been getting? Um, th there's been other, like, nowhere near to that degree. Again, I've never been asked to take a, you know, half a million in a, in a paper bag, right? Yeah. Um, uh, at a meetup in a public setting, too. It's not like you pulled me off to the side or anything like that. It's like, I'm like, who, like, where, where's your wire at? Again. I'm not saying I'm sensitive to this stuff. I don't want to get into the 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 the, the Fed stuff all those years ago. But um, when you see that body language and you interact with that, you kind of right. Well, what's the meme that uh, we've used many times in different forms and stuff like that? Like they stereotype like the CIA agents, right? Everybody's in the shorts with the sunglasses, the shortcut hat, right? It's like it's like okay, you you guys are way too old to be here. You're, you know, you're, you're trying to look young and it's, it's just not working. Uh, you, you can point them out like a sore thumb, but th there's been a couple others, mainly more on like um, just general crypto shilling. Um, uh, what else? Um, but, but I think that's about, that's about it. There's really been nothing um, too hectic that nobody's ever, you know, knock on uh, with some real wood right here. Real wood. Nobody's been in some, uh, I don't want to knock on the printers or anything like that. It's all, you know, uh, you know, either steel or aluminum or whatever. But uh, the most of the things are either around like people are shilling, you know, their uh, uh, coin they, they bought or, um, you know, some sketchy thing or like, hey, we're doing this city coin. It's like, all right, just, you know, go over there and we'll 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 sort you out. You know, we'll have so and so go and sit sit with you. We'll we'll talk with you. We'll have you a nice little therapy session for five minutes here and will make you a good, hard, and straight Bitcoin, real, real simple. Um, yeah, exactly. But, at, but at all those other scenarios, they're very positive. Again, the amount of people that I've met, developers, um, it, and the beauty is you get like a 75-year-old guy that walks in with his wife and he brings his grandkid or something like that. And it's like um, uh, uh, one of the Detroit guys brought um, uh, his wife and his brand-new baby to the first Bitcoin meetup. It was like, it was like you literally just had this baby like last week. It's like you're bringing her to a meetup. Um, so, so you get such a vast diversity. Uh, and of course, you can learn from all that. And then again, now you actually, okay, this guy's good at this. This guy's good at that. 
that's how Sonoda started in Columbus. They got a couple people at the Columbus meetup, a couple others as well, and uh, they formed a, formed a company. Um, you know, so, so there's really cool things that happen um, outside of that as well. But it, but it's really you know m- meeting the people in person, um, and then on top of that, just just the last point, just from a business owner, several businesses, the amount of leads is unbelievable right everybody wants you to 3d print this thing or oh my god can you do this or oh yeah i really been looking at this machine can you know can, can i buy one from you can you know all there's so many uh different leads as a as just as a entrepreneur in that category but yeah the, the high level is it's it's very open and and free-flowing on the network that you that you generate and uh begin to receive back and forth uh stay with all those guys that um uh, in Miami, we got a house. Um, the year prior, did the same thing too. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a lot of um, meeting your own people. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I can't be stressed enough. I and uh, you know, we we talked a little bit about this at the beginning. How you've kind of been, you know, head down building. Uh, through this last six to eight months or whatever it is, but you've resurfaced here at the beginning yeah, yeah. of 2023, and it seems like there's a big year ahead for you know not only Bitcoin but the greater ecosystem and self sovereignty and all that kind of stuff you know surrounding it. And whether it's various movements on Bitcoin, Twitter, or seed oil disrespect, or you know using a certain pan, it seems like there's there's something that kind of comes along the lines in uh, Bitcoin, Twitter that you can't really predict, but uh, in the Bitcoin ecosystem as a whole, but what is something that you're really looking forward to in this next year? That's you know oh getting gosh. you excited. And I I know I know we only got like one or two things, but uh, yeah, where yeah. you want me to start? Jesus, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I don't want to take up too much time, but honestly, one of the most exciting. I wanted to have something a little more formal here for you to announce, but I wanted to um uh, get some better pictures uploaded before I put on the store. There's some really fun trinket stuff, completely outside of you know, just Bitcoin or 3D printing um, in that in that area. But what I've been working on talking in the very beginning, uh, it's been a very long process and it's just, it finally just like came to a, a, a click. We've been doing a constant um, uh, uh, raise, got some family and friends and some other small funds involved in, in our area uh, to, to back us on there. We're continuing to keep pushing all that stuff. But to, to me, the real kicker, uh, we, we, we're, we already kind of see where this is going. Um, but to me, the real kicker uh, is I'm very excited to release our uh, our workflow system to literally in one one place on your computer, on your phone, I can literally turn a thought into a thing. You know, whether you have a printer or you know somebody in the area that has a printer or, you know, just ask somebody to print it for you. Um, uh, that has been uh, a lot of trial and error over many years um, to do that. Um, so to me, I think that's probably the main, the main key focus there. Um, uh, there. There's some like AI stuff that's involved with that too. Obviously, you see that with you know pictures and you know the Chat GDPT stuff or whatever else all that is. Um, but to me, that that's the major release that I'm uh, looking forward to uh, is actually showing you know how you can go literally from you know a thought into a thing. Uh, within like a very tight time window, like we're not talking a couple days here, um, which is really nice. And then a few other things, like I said, um, just some you know fun outside, um, you know kind of builder um, 
you know, trinket stuff. Um, we have a new machine on the way as well. It's based off of the Voron design. Um, and just kind of highlight what, what, again, what we're focusing on is, you know, having that full, full workflow system. But um, I got to see what I'm printing. <laughs> I mean, I know you can watch the thing print, but I want to see it be displayed in full, you know, graphics while it's printing. Um, so, there, so there's a lot of cool um, improvements coming to that. Our stuff comes with a full desktop computer. Uh, you can slap whatever else you want in there, but it's mainly to run your CAD programs. Okay, you know, so you can do everything on the device, um, and of course, connect to it through uh, your phone or you know, web and all that stuff. No different. You connect to your node, but um, yeah, the, the the main thing I'm looking forward to is um, the 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 kind of software suites of for your turning your thoughts into things. A um, couple of new new display products, um, a new machine on the way. And um, uh, hope, hopefully doing um, a little more luxur luxurious stuff, if you will. So it might do some, if, if, if we get time for this. Like I said, we were rolling stuff over to 24 already. So uh, might might get some time to release some more, uh, more bougie things, if you will, just to do it. <laughs> might be dripping gold and diamonds just to do it for, for no reason. But um yeah, the, the, those are really the main main things, the, the the machine and the system, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome stuff, man. And we didn't even really get into too much of your 3D printing stuff, so I guess, like, this, this means we have to, have to have you come back on at some point in time. You can't be uh, hiding away building for, like, six to eight months before I get you back on and we talk about your printing stuff. But, uh, you know, I really yeah. appreciate you coming on and doing all this stuff and diving into, you know, the meetups and everything like that. Um, and telling me what you're excited about. But uh, if you want to give, I guess, like a quick synopsis of the 3D printing side of stuff, because you went over what you're excited about of it. Uh, if you want to go through that real quick, to, and then we'll wrap up here, uh, if you've got the time. Then yeah, you, yeah, you guys can follow me on you know Twitter. It's Maxwell Sikorsky. Um, you're going to be lucky if I uh, 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 either um, respond back. Yeah, I'll DM you. Don't worry, I'll DM you for sure. Um, but publicly, I'm uh, I'm trying to uh, curate that a little bit more. But um, I'm active um, on the Toledo Bitcoin stuff, um, on the um, the Eden 3D printer uh, handle as well. But again, just a synopsis on what the Garden of Eden uh, does is mainly focused on providing the self-sovereign tools for you to turn your thoughts into things. So um, it's it's more uh, detailed and uh, uh, feature heavy um, machines, uh, the tooling that goes around with it. And of course we have our farm subsidiary and we have our chips, um, the NFC, I didn't even get into authenticity um, on your, uh, um, um, you know, just generalized products and stuff like that. So we do a lot of authentication uh, for um, uh, your various products and uh, things like that. No need for, not an NFT, not any crap like that. Just sign a Bitcoin message, very simple, no cost. No, no cost to do that, but um, the, the, yeah, the, the real synopsis is we, we're a provider of um, the 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 hardware and software tools, the machines for you to be a self-sovereign individual. And really, that starts with um, at least to me, it starts with obviously you know being the big, best Bitcoin person you can. But all right, now can I produce this stuff at home? Can I can I make this now? Now. Is this an actual money printer? Can I generate revenue off of that? So there's a revenue avenue there. We already know many people that um, have a couple 
3D printers that are selling Bitcoin-related products. CryptoCloak is fantastic. Rick is awesome. Um, you, you got people over in um, the UK. You got uh, Mopar Mining. Um, you, you got a bunch of people doing that same Bitcoin manner up in Canada. God bless him. He's doing an awesome job. Um, but, but, but really, that's, that's what the Garden of Eden is all about. You make the uh, self-sovereign tools um, for people uh, to, to make their own stuff. So, uh, but again, follow me on you know Twitter. Definitely uh, uh, hit us up. Um, stay stay in tune with the uh, Shopify page and uh, the upcoming uh, user site. So it'll be oh my God, I'm I'm so stoked. I, I I can't wait to see. I mean, there's various little trinket stuff you made, but um, you know, little little stuff that's just all fun stuff like that, little fidgets. But uh, for you to actually go and make your own thing and to generate income off of that, oh my God, like that's the dream. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. And just to, just seeing how passionate and how excited you get about it uh, makes me super excited about it. So let me know what else I could do to help you uh, kind of get the word out. I'm putting uh, your Twitter in the show notes and in the comments below for those who are listening and want to tune in and catch stuff like that. Um, and then I think you have your Eden 3D printing website and your Twitter bio as well. So people go and check that out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I hope you're staying warm up there in the Midwest. And yeah, like I said, we're going to have to have you come back on and do a full thing just strictly on 3D printing. And uh, not oh, absolutely. Next yeah, time. Absolutely. We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely do a more deep dive into uh, the either products or like a specific service. See what you, you uh, think about that. And uh, uh, give your give your listeners a discount code as well. we'll you know, we can uh, figure out a green candle. A coupon code or something like that for various merch but yeah definitely have to be back on you enjoy the florida weather man i was just down there for uh uh over the holidays and it was a little cold it was a little cold uh, uh down in naples area so yeah dude, where, where uh, that, yeah it was it was a little nippy uh, yeah it's not bad here right now but, yeah people were freaking out it uh it got down to like the 40s or something and uh florida for two days i think and floridians really don't know how to how to handle the cold. And I mean, I, I, I don't really know how to handle it anymore either. So my blunts, blunts oh, yeah, blood I'm not afraid to admit that. Oh yeah. yeah. Nothing makes me laugh. You go to like to a Walmart, it's like 50 out. You know, you got us Northerners are in t-shirts and shorts going golfing and every coat, hat, glove is sold in the Walmart shelves because people are freaking out. It's so cold. It just cracks me up. But yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely envy you in the, uh, in the warm weather, but uh, we, we stay, we stay nice and toasty. I got the, uh, I got the Asics downstairs, uh, keeping the house warm. So yeah, there you we're, go. We're that's, that's you got to do. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Max, thanks so much. And, uh, we'll have you back on here for sure. Absolutely, man. Everybody take care. Thank you. Awesome.